The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Chulo Show. Today is Monday, September 8th, 2014, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. Listeners, please welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo, rising gay adult star and BrokeStraightBoys.com exclusive, Caden Alexander. Welcome to the show, Caden. Awesome. Thank you for having me, man. I'm, I'm really excited to do this. You're welcome, man. We're really excited to have you on as well because this is your first uh, radio interview. This is your first interview besides any of the interviews that you've done for the website that you're on. Yep, this is the first outside um, outside interview I've ever done. So, I mean, you should be lucky. Well, maybe not that, but I mean, it's, just, <laughs> I, I, it's interesting doing this, you know, because I'm not sitting in front of a camera. I'm just talking to you. I, you're not someone I really know too well. So, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Sounds like a plan. Well, I'm certainly excited to have you on. I mean, you've definitely been developing a fan base, and we've been chatting about doing an interview for a minute, so I'm glad everything has uh, taken us to this point, and we're finally getting a chance to do it, and uh, you're going to allow your fans to get to know you, you're going to allow some people maybe that don't know you that well to get to know you, and who knows, maybe you might develop some new fans by the end of the interview. I hope so. Awesome, man. So I always like to start off the interview by getting some stats out of the way because the majority of our listeners and your fans, they probably haven't had the chance to see you in person. So, you know, the only representation that they've seen of you are in pictures or in the scenes that you've been in that they can view, you know, either on their mobile devices or on their laptops or computers. So let's get some of your physical stats out first. And uh, first question or first set of question is uh, what's your height and weight? I am six foot, just straight six foot zero inches, and I'm about 174 right now. I, I creep in between 174 and 176. Okay, that's what's up. What's your ethnicity? I am black and white, straight down the middle. My dad's black, my mom's white. I'm not really sure what the black side is, um, but the white side is Italian and something else. Okay. I think like Italian and French, maybe. Cool. What's your zodiac sign? Um, I believe a Pisces. That's that's what a zodiac sign is, right? Yes. Yes, I'm a Pisces. Cool. And how old are you? Twenty. Very cool. Okay. So now, I want to start. Well, let me say this. Before we get into the adult industry side of uh, 
your life, I want to get to know a bit about the man behind the performer. Where are you from originally? The great and amazing, awesome state of Texas. Okay. That's what's up. And what was life like growing up for Caden Alexander? What were you like as a kid, as an adolescent? Um, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a broad topic. I was I was actually adopted at the age of three to um, into my family, and then uh, ever since then I was I've always been a loud, boisterous you know, kind of life of the party person. And uh, my personalities clashed a lot with my adopted parents. So um, it wasn't, I'm sorry, it wasn't too, it wasn't too great or too swell growing up, you know, just because like I was, I was in trouble a lot. Not not with the law at all, just like with my parents and I, we were always just in a big fight, big argument. We really couldn't be in the same room together. And then um, I made some choices when I was 16. Not really anything horrible, but like stuff that crossed their lines too much. And I went to military school um, for two years from the ages of 16 to 18. But it, I mean, like, it, coming from my point of view, you have to understand my, my father was a Marine Corps drill instructor and now a state trooper. And, um,. I always wanted my way, he always wanted his way. So, I mean, if you can just imagine that, you know, it's just like a big, big crash all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, I mean, that's pretty much how it was in a nutshell. It wasn't, it wasn't horrible, but it definitely wasn't great. Um, a few really, really low points in my life, you know, dealing with bouts of depression. Um, but, you know, I got through it. I learned how to be my own man. Military school taught me a lot. Um, getting out into the own world, like just kind of being thrown out in there, taught me a lot. And uh, I'm, but I can honestly say I'm a way better man because of it. If I haven't, I, I feel like if everything that hadn't happened in my life, or everything that has happened hadn't happened, I don't think I'd be the man I am today. If that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. That's what's up, man. And yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's it's very unfortunate to to hear of uh, someone so young going through uh, depression. But I'm glad things are much better for you now, and that you're in a better place. And uh, and that uh, that situation helped you grow into the man that you are today. Yeah. So wait, go ahead. I, I'm thankful for it, honestly, you know, because everything in life happens for a reason. I'm a firm believer in that, you know, and uh, the same way. One thing, one thing that I've uh, that I've come to accept, or not really accept, but kind of a motto is, you you really can't have any regrets, you know. You have to learn from everything that you've done, because mm-hmm. I mean, if you hadn't made a choice there or a choice here. You know, you never know what could have come. So, choices are going to be your choices. You make them. Life is too short not to make the choices that you want to do or that you feel is best for you. And if it doesn't work out in the end, then hey, it doesn't work out in the end. At least you know it didn't work out and you won't sit there wondering. That's very true. Caden Alexander is wise beyond his years. So, what were you doing with your life? 
prior to entering the gay adult industry? What were you doing, like, just before that ended up happening? Um, well, I was, uh, <coughs> I was working, you know, I was working two full-time jobs all the time, um, in order to pay for, you know, where I live, rent, my car, phone, you know, at, at 18 is like literally, I left, well, I actually got kicked out of military school, not kicked out. It was a it was a super Christian military school, and uh, one time I was listening to secular music, and they're like, "Okay, you're done here," and they kicked me out. They gave me three hours to leave since I was 18, and uh, I flew to my sister's house, my biological sister who I had never met, and um, so like I was literally just kind of thrown into the world, and so I was like, "Well." You know, I've always had a good work ethic, so that's what I'm going to do. And so I started working. I got one job that wasn't really making enough, so I got two full-time jobs. And, uh, you know, bought, uh, bought, bought a vehicle or bought my truck, got, uh, got my place, and I did this for eight months, and it was just literally one of the most stressful things in my life. Like, took a toll on my body. Like, I was always getting these nosebleeds. I was always getting these horrible headaches. Um, mentally, I was just, like, always stressed out. I was never really happy. I had one day off a week, and my jobs weren't that great. So I was like, man, you know, I think I'm just going to do porn <laughs> to try and help me out. And um, I... It would never think in absolutely million years that I would have done gay porn. Never. Ever. And then I was talking to this guy. He was he was my agent. He was more like a friend, but also an agent. And he was like, Look man, you can you can do straight porn, I can try to get you in there. But me I think you would be better doing gay porn. And then even then I was still like, No, no man, not and then he was like, Look, I'll, I'll I'll send you to I'll send you to straight sites, but or I'll um, submit you to straight sites. But I'm also just going to submit you to a few gay sites, and then you can go there and just you know do a solo, maybe maybe do an oral scene, and then you can see what you want to do from there. And I was like, you know what, fuck it, man, I I need some money, and so that was basically how I got into it. It's just, you know, broke straight boys. Every straight guy has his price, and I certainly have mine. Okay. That's an interesting story. So, porn was never something that crossed your mind before. It was kind of like something that you thought of uh, because you needed some cash. Yeah. I mean, like, straight porn comes across every young 18-year-old's mind, every young 18, 19-year-old mind, you know? you get paid to have sex with some of the hottest girls in the world. You know, it comes across my mind, but it was never like a valid or, you know, something that I ever really completely pursued until, you know, the need for money was present and I was not as broken in the water, but I realized something had to change. Mm -hmm. So, in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? About a year and a half. Okay. And um, 
a question that I always like to ask is uh, about a person's porn name because I always feel like a name is important. You know, you got to pick the right one. You got to pick a name that's catchy that you can be associated with. So, how did you come up with your porn name? Um, it. You know, that's an interesting story. I was. I wanted it to be Ian, but there's already a model named Ian, and uh, the reason I wanted it to be named Ian is because that was the original name my mother gave me as a as a kid mm-hmm. so I got adopted and um, I just thought it would be it'd be really cool to be Ian you know it could finally be Ian for once in my life but that name was already taken and then somehow I came up with Aiden and then that name was taken and then Caden you know Caden has a like ring to it and uh, it's just natural for me I feel like so I came up with Caden, and then Alexander is actually part of my real name. Okay. Cool. Well, it certainly ended up working out for you, man. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Okay. So mm. let's talk a bit about Gay for Pay, because I'm sure there are plenty of listeners out there that react very cynically when they hear that term you know how can how can a quote-unquote straight man be gay for pay when he's you know sucking dick taking it up the ass you know um, tongue kissing um eating ass and all that kind of stuff and uh i want for you to right now you know ask well i want right now to ask you what do you have to say to those listeners out there that may have those questions like how can you know, a straight man do all this stuff? You know, obviously I get this question probably a million times in one year and 60 times in a day. And um, what I always like to say to people, you know, especially the gay guys who is, who ask me this is, look, if you have sex with a woman, does, does that mean you're straight? And all the time they're like, oh no, definitely not. No way. And I'm like, oh, and but then they they also say on the flip side, but I would never do that. And well, some, some do say they would. But the thing is, like, if you were offered a very large, you know, four-figure to just, to just have sex with this girl, you know, nothing of it, nothing between y'all, Strictly, I'm just going to pay you to have sex with this girl. Most often the time is yes, you know, and people will always say something. People will always say, oh, no, I will never do that until money and until money is in their face. You know, trash talks. It will always talk. And you're not going to say no to four figures. Unless, I mean, you're, unless you're rich, you're probably not going to say no to four figures. So... I mean, I I had the hardest time even accepting that myself. Like, am I really gay? You know, am I, like, am I not straight? Why am I having sex with these guys? And then, like, I was talking to one of, uh, the CEO of our company, Shannon. And it's literally, it's just a job. I will tell you that Broke Straight Boys is one of the most business-like, business-like-minded 
industries in the company. You know, we're, we came here, we came to do a job. You're going to act a certain way, and there's a set of rules and guidelines that you have to follow. You're not going to sit here and snort coke or drink all the time. I mean, this is a job. And I think that's what helps a lot with it, too. Is like, I know when I go to the studio, I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. You know? And despite what it is, you know, I pay taxes on it at the end of the year, so it is a job to me. Um, it, it's still, sometimes it's still a little weird. I, I can honestly say I've gotten a lot more used to it, being the fact that I've been in the industry for so long. So I've become more accustomed to it, and it's it's easier to do, you know. It's always harder to do something with, it's always harder to do a scene with a new guy. You know, because they're all still, like, shaky and blah, blah, blah. And like, oh, I don't really know if I want to do this. And, I mean, I completely understand. I was the same way. And that is the draw of real straight boys. It's how can a straight guy actually do this gay, have gay sex with another man? Yeah, so I completely understand. But then there's, you know, old people like me and then uh, Damien Kyle, Paul Cannon, Dakota Ford, you know, it's a, we go into the scene. It's like, okay, how can we please the fans? What can we do? Because because we know what we're doing, you know, <clears throat> and we're more or less decent at our trade. So it's like, okay, how can we do this? Let's go in here, have fun, get this done with, but make an awesome scene for the fans. It's not like because when we're in the studio, it's not about having sex at all. It's completely the opposite. It's how can we please our fans. And what can we do to make sure that they're going to enjoy this, you know, and that they'll eventually get off to it. Okay, I like that answer. But now I have a follow-up. Okay. Okay, so so you say whenever people ask you the question, you know, how can a straight man do gay for pay, that you usually ask, well, you know, if it's one of your gay fans, you're like, well, you know, um, you know, would you ever have sex with a woman and that kind of thing. I'm sure a follow-up that they could have is, well, do you get pleasure from the experience? Like, are you enjoying it? Uh, Does it, you know, is it sexually arousing to you? And that kind of thing. Because I'm sure for many out there, they're probably still like, you know, how can a straight man get sexually aroused by another man? You know, all the way to the point of uh, ejaculation, of coming, of the pop shot. So what would you say to them if they asked you that? I would say no. Just straight up, no. Um, like, I, I don't. I mean, there's a, there's a few industry secrets that people have that I'm sure some people know that I won't give away. But there's ways we stay hard. Um, every time before I have a scene, I have a, I have a pre-scene ritual, ritual that I do every time. And it involves a lot of porn, a lot of jacking off that I do before the scene, you know, just to get my mind ready. And then I kind of have more or less of a mental image of, um, you know, not having sex with a guy, but having sex with a girl. So, I mean, that, that's what I'll say about it. There's, there's a lot more to it, but, you know, to each his own and it, people can't give away their secrets, you know? Um, and I think... Also, you'll probably be curious, like, what would you say to a straight person who asks you how you do gay porn? And 
really, I mean, that's a, that's a super, super tough question to ask because they're on one side of the fence, you know, and mo more often than not, they're judging. <clears throat> and, um, they, they really can't understand or comprehend how someone can do it unless they have a super open mind, which a lot of people don't have these days. And so literally the only thing I can say to them is like, when you're, when you do porn, when you're a straight guy doing porn, I'm just a man who's comfortable with my sexuality and I know who I am. And there was a point where I was really broke and I needed so that's what I tell them every time. I'm like, hey, you know, I don't expect you to understand. Um, you can think what you want. I know who I am. I know what I like. I know what I want. And if you can't accept me for, uh, if you can't accept me as a friend for like what I've done, then you know you're you're not you're not a friend. I'm sorry. People make their choices, and it's nothing illegal. It's nothing bad. So. You, there's no way you can judge me. And unfortunately, you know, that's, it's cost me a few relationships and friendships, but, you know, so what? So what? That's what I can say. Another great answer. Okay, and uh, my last sort of gay for pay question is this because i'm sure that this is another question that some people might have um, you know there are a lot of gay for pay performers out there and there are a lot of them that have limitations as to what they're gonna do you know they won't suck dick they uh, you know won't accept cum being shot on them they you know they won't get uh, fucked up the ass that kind of stuff you sort of have jumped into let's the, let's say the the quote-unquote deep end of the pool because you sort of do everything that a um just you know regular joe schmo gay performer does in the business why did you decide to sort of do everything and uh i guess that's the question because i'm sure a lot of people are like well you know if you're gay for pay and you're quote-unquote straight you know you there are other performers out there that won't do this, won't do that, won't the other. Why do you do everything? Uh, um, I'll even reference that back to my um, to my previous answer is the fact that like I'm comfortable with my manhood, and it took me a while to come around to it, to come around to doing it. But something that I'll always be in my personal life is someone who likes to please others and be there for others. And um, it's been my fans who have been like, oh, you should try this, you should do this, you should do that, you know? And so I'm like, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of my attitude towards it. You know, if you guys want it, then like that's what I'll give. One thing I won't do is swallow cum. I will, I will, I will not do that. Um, there's been one time where I've eaten ass. Um, and I'm super, super, very, very reluctant to do that. Um, very, very reluctant to do that. But other than that, I'll pretty much, you know, do everything. Okay. The next logical question, sort of stepping away from gay for pay is, since you are a straight man, a heterosexual man, 
are you at all interested in doing straight porn eventually or do you see yourself always sticking with gay porn um i want to do straight porn just for the fact that it's straight porn you know um it would be a fun experience um i've i've heard a lot about the industry about the straight industry and um I would want to do it just to experience it, um, because I feel like if you can if you can do gay porn, then you can probably obviously do straight porn. The number one thing about porn is getting hard, you know, and um, I pretty much mastered that. So I think I would want to try it. I want to stick with the industry just because um, of how shitty guys get paid in the straight industry. I would definitely stick with the gay side. But I would like to try out the straight side of the industry more and just to see how I can do and see if it's fun, see what it's like, you know, I mean, just, just for the experience. Okay, cool. Let's go back in time and let's talk about your first day on an official porn set. What was it like? Were you nervous, excited, scared? What was going through your mind? And I know that you had a couple of first days because I believe your very first time it was just uh, um, solo. And then afterwards you started to do, you know, you started to sort of dip in slowly into the hardcore action. And I think the next scene was, was an oral and then it was an action. So let's talk in particular about your first time on set. So when you were doing the solo and then your first time doing a hardcore action scene. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, obviously the first time was a solo, and it was probably the scariest day of my life. Maybe not the scariest day of my life, but it was definitely nerve-wracking. Because, like, I was there, I was going to do it, it was going to be on the internet, there's no stopping it. I'm making this choice, I'm about to jump in the water and go balls deep. You know? And, uh, like... The, the feeling is kind of surreal. You know, there's really, I can't think of any words to describe it except that, like, you're about to make this huge choice in your life. And you're so nervous, you're scared, you, you kind of want to back out a little bit, but at the same time, you know you have to do this, you're here, they spent this money to get you here. So you just do it. You can't. You can't exactly think about it. You know. And then um, that's going to be the hardest choice of of everything. It was. It's going to be that first day making your first scene. And then because you're about to sit here and get naked in front of this guy, you don't even get naked in front of guys. And then he has a camera in his hand and he's about to record you and put this on the internet for millions of people to see. You know, that's, that's nerve-wracking. It really is. But, I mean, it takes a certain kind of person to do it. And <laughs> I guess one of the people that can get past it all and just be like, you know, fuck it, let's go. Um, and that was on a solo. So, I mean, obviously, that, that was so tough. And then you get into... You get into... Um, I got into my first action scene where I was actually having sex, and that was, I was more scared than I was nervous. 
if that makes any sense. Because I was, I had been with, um, the, the people I was doing scenes with were people, you know, veterans, and they had talked me through a lot. They were like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to go down. We're going to do this, 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 come and get out of here. And so, I mean, it made it a lot more comfortable because I had established a relationship with them as friends by the time I had done it. So I was a lot more comfortable going in the studio with them, you know, because I had, by this time I had known people, I had known them. So it was a lot easier. But the reason I was scared is because, like, that was the first scene I ever did was a threesome, and it was a bottom scene. And the director was like, okay, you're going to come with the dick in your ass and in your mouth. And there was no way I could do that. Oh, wow. Was, huh? I said, oh, wow. Yeah. And, I mean, the director at that time was kind of a, we have a different one. But the director at that time was just uh, uh, pushy. Pushy and kind of manipulative. And um, the director we have now would have never done that. You know, would have never done that. I don't think I should have done the bottom scene as my first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, I mean, I did. And it was threesome. I wasn't able to come like he wanted me to come. But I mean, like I, I ended up coming, but just not with a, not with a dick in my ass or my mouth. I just kind of had to jack off for a little bit and then come, and then they came on me. That was, that was a crazy day in my life. The first day I had sex with a guy, that was pretty fucking crazy, because that's literally never something. I had ever thought of and like you have to think that like when I from when I made the choice and signed up for Broke Trade Boys to actually going out there was probably two and a half weeks and I kind of sound like a lot but it's not you know when you're making this big of a choice in your life so it all kind of hit me at once and then you know after after I did all that it's just like okay fuck it I did it you know there's no stopping now. Might as well continue, keep on, and keep it on. So I did, you know, and it's not nearly as bad now. I don't get those, like, pre-nervous jitters. I just go in the studio, do my thing, and get out. That's good to hear. I mean, it's nice to hear that things have uh, improved for you and that your comfortability has uh, definitely uh, increased in the time that you've been doing the scenes that you've been doing unfortunate though that you had to do a bottom scene uh, in a threesome for your first time did you at all have any um i guess uh prep before you bottomed for the first time or really did you just yeah okay definitely okay okay so at least you didn't dive in that deep but (laughs) still you know for the for, for your first time that must have been very intense it was it was definitely intense it was, uh, it was still, I will look back and say that was not a fun time in my life. It wasn't a good scene. So, I mean, I think it, it turned out to be a decent scene, but um, just physically and mentally, that was not not a good scene for me. Yeah, that completely makes sense. What do you enjoy most about starring in porn scenes? Um... For me, 
Man, I've never been asked that question before. What do I enjoy most about it? I'm kind of not an attention-hungry person, but I'm always the life of a party, you know? And I like to see... Uh, I like the fact that I do it and people know me because of it. More or less, it's, it's not a claim or a way to fame, but it's cool, like, when... When you're just walking down the street and someone's like, oh, hey, Kaden. And then you're like, oh, man, you know me. You know, it, it's it's kind of a cool thing to to have happen to you. Um, and, and I like that. Honestly, I do. Um, another thing I really like about it is that, you know, your videos only come out every few weeks or maybe even every few months. And you, you have your certain fans that really like you and that you've been talking to. You've established more or less of a relationship with them. And they've told you what they want. And then you're able to do the scene, bring that into fruition. And then, you know, your fans just love that. You know, they go crazy over it. And I absolutely enjoy making my fans happy. And the fact that they like my work and that they were able to have a little piece of it. Because there are some things that I do in scenes, like specifically for certain people, you know? And that's what also, this kind of a side note, but that's something I love about Broke Straight Boys, is we're one of the only sites where you connect, where we have relationship with our fans. And I'm just super glad that I'm able to bring that to my fans. <clears throat> awesome. So let's talk about the good and the bad. What turns you on the most on set and what turns you off when you're on set? What turns me off is somebody who is um, lazy in a scene, who is just completely doesn't want to be there, who doesn't want anything to really do with it. They're just, I mean, we're all here for the money, but you should be here as a worker, as a performer. This is the job. Give your 100%. Don't be lazy. You know, don't just go through the motions. Be part of the scene. I hate that. You know what I mean? I, I absolutely cannot. Um, what? I don't know if I could say anything turns me on in scene. Um, just because I'm sitting here having sex with another guy. But what I really like in a scene is when I'm working with someone, a performer, who's happy to be there. You know, we're having a fun time. We're having a good time. We're laughing about it. You know, off the camera, you don't see it, but we're laughing. You know, have, just having a fun time, making jokes. That's what I like. And those are my best scenes. And you'll always notice that. And I will specifically call out, like, one of my main, one of my main guys is Dakota Ford. I mean, that dude... He and I work really well together. Um, just because, I mean, we'll go in there and just crack up the whole time and make a great scene. Because, like, when you have... <clears throat> when you have a good relationship or a good friendship with someone, you, you have a certain amount of chemistry and you know each other. You know what I mean? Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. So, I, like I said, I don't know if anything turns me on because I don't have some hot chick with naked with big old titties and a big old ass sitting in front of me. So I can't say that I'm turned on, but what makes it the best is when I'm working with someone who's ready to give it their all 
and who's in it for the fans. Another good answer. And, like, I, I keep referring to the fans and all that, you know, and I feel like that sounds so cliche. But really, I mean, I really do care about my fans. Yeah, and it sounds like it. I mean, it really, it sounds like it's your truth. It doesn't sound like you're just saying it to say it. Yeah, and it, it, that's just one thing I want to establish is that I'm not, you know, I mean, I really do care about you guys when it, when it comes to what you want and what you like. And I just, um, I hope that they understand that. Absolutely, man. So let's break a scene down. Now I know that you say that uh, that the acts uh, don't turn you on per se, but I do want to ask uh, which you know do would you rather have done? I guess is what I'm trying to say. So in a scene, which would you rather do? Give head or receive head? Receive head. Okay. And uh, you already said that that uh, you don't enjoy having to rim someone, but do you enjoy being rimmed? No. Okay. I don't. Not even by not even by girls in my personal life. Okay. I will literally take a girl's head away if she tries to do that to my ass. And like, <laughs> I I don't know what it is, but some girls, well, most girls. They always try to stick their fingers up guys' butts, and I don't understand why. But I will not take that in my personal life. Okay. I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask it. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most? Topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping? Oh, topping. (laughs) Topping all the way. Okay. In a scene, where is your favorite place to shoot your load? Um, thing. That's an interesting question. Probably. Ah, uh, you know, it's fifty-fifty on someone else or or on me. Um. Because if I'm if I'm laying down, then obviously it's gonna be on me. I would. This is this is what I'll say. I'm a lot more. I can get a lot more comfortable and get a lot better mindset if I'm laying down. And um and then I can come because I can kind of just picture, you know, like a chick on top of me or something like that, and it's easier to do it that way. So I guess I would probably say coming on myself. Okay. And the next question is, uh, where do you like to take a load? Because there are times where loads have to be shot on you. Oh, man. Uh, the most extreme the most extreme part of my body, you know, or like the, the extremities of my body. Uh, oftentimes, it's going to be on my stomach. And, you know, so fuck it. It's going to be on my stomach, you know, but don't put it on my face, please. I understand shit happens, but I would definitely prefer for it not to be on my face. Okay. In your opinion, because you've done a whole bunch of different types of scenes from one-on-ones to threesomes to group style sex, 
which type of scene is easier to perform in or is the easiest to perform in and which type of scene is the most difficult to perform in out of those three types um one-on-one definitely the easiest group scenes group scenes are very very difficult absolutely they are it's very difficult imagine you know just imagine in your personal life you're about to have sex with you know four different guys and um each of you has to come and (laughs) it's just it's tough it's very tough they're they're a lot more interesting a lot more fun you can be way more creative with them but at the same time that's just going to make it a lot more difficult because I mean you have to get camera angles you have to get everybody fucking everybody you have to get everybody blowing everyone and then it all has to work out and at the end you all have to come like very close to each other and in close proximity um, around the same time it's difficult it's definitely difficult who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Um, like I said before, Dakota Ford. <clears throat> um, <laughs> probably Paul Cannon. Uh, Tyler White. So that would be the order. It would be Dakota Ford, Tyler White, and Paul Cannon. And if any of I know I'm, I, I had a lot of hate for this, but Tyler White and I, we just, like when we do a scene, we just go ham and we talk a lot of shit. So it makes it just like, we. it's just fun when you can just talking mad shit. And, because um, it kind of reminds me of like, in my personal life, like what I do with girls, you know? I'm like, I'll oh, take that dick, you know? And so I think it's easier just because I can relate it more to my personal life. I mean, also, I mean, I also have slow, sensual sex with some girls, but it's always, sex to me is about power and, like, being the fucking alpha man. And that's, Tyler White and I have a scene, it's called, and then we name ourselves Team Alpha. And that's just, like, what we stick by, because we are dominant tops, dominant fuckers, and that's what we do, is we fuck. And so, he and I have done two like orgy scenes together group style sex and it's just it's fun because I mean you can clearly see that we're just being a fucking man and we don't like and we got a lot of hate on it for like saying all that shit and but like you know that's that's who we are sometimes and that's what we like and that's what we do so it, it, it we weren't in no we were in no way degrading the people that we were doing or having sex with. It was just kind of the style of fuck and just how we were feeling at the time. Absolutely. You like, um, you're basically, you're, you basically like to be the dom in the situation. And, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with a bit of aggressive sex, especially if it's consensual. Yes, exactly. And nothing we do is not consensual. Like, everything that we do, we have talked about, we have discussed, and we tell the people 
what we're going to do. So we're not just going to go in there and sit there and ram them and, you know, hold their head down and they not want that. Well, maybe they don't want it, but they're not okay with it. Like, we will never do anything that someone is not okay with. I mean, I would hate that if someone did that to me. And I will give the same respect to everyone else. Because, I mean, some some guys do like that, you know, when they're manhandled. But we're broke straight boys, you know. We are we're broke straight guys, so we definitely talk about everything that we do. And um, although we did get a lot of hate, I'm pretty sure there was still a lot of people that like that, you know, that like that style of sex. And so that's what gets them off. I'm not going to do that every time, for sure. But, you know, there will be times when I do it for those certain people that like that certain style. Who have you not worked with yet that you'd like to do a scene with? That I would probably like to do a scene with? Mm -hmm. There's really only one is Damien Kyle. Just because I know he's another veteran, and he's a personal friend of mine. Like, I mean, we talk a lot. Um, I, I've never thought about that. I don't know that I can give you a straight answer. That's really Damien Kyle's the only one that I that pops right into my head. There's a lot of models on the site, so I can't say that I want to do a scene with any particular one of them. I just know that if Damien Kyle and I did scene, it would probably be a pretty good scene. Cool. Overall, in all of the scenes that you've done, who has possessed the biggest dick that you've had to take on in a scene when you've bottomed? <laughs> Duncan. Duncan White, I believe is his name, or Duncan, Duncan Tyler. That's... It's literally just it's like... It's literally the biggest dick on the site, and I had to take it. That was <laughs> that was rough. That was definitely rough. Because, I mean, he straight up said that there's been some girls that haven't been able to take it. And it's just hurt. Good grief. Well, hopefully you took it like a trooper. <laughs> I did. And it, that's even happened in my personal life where, like, some girls haven't been able to take my dick. Like, it actually happened the other night. You know, I was having sex with a girl. And, um, well, I ate her out, you know, got her super horny and then started having sex with her. And she was like, what? You can't, you can't do that. You can't go all the way and you can't go too super fast or you're just going to hurt me. And, uh, but I didn't even come that night. That was a horrible night. I was frustrated. Aw. Caden went to bed <laughs> with blue balls. Yeah, I did, for sure. Do you watch your own scenes? Is that something that you tend to do after they're released? Or do you try to stay away from watching your stuff? I have never watched one of my scenes. I have watched part of um, the orgy. There was the, the, the thousandth episode orgy. Um, I've watched part of that just because I was working a booth one time at Pride and it was on the computer right beside me. But other than that, I will never go and just watch my stuff. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? 
uh, I believe I was 13, maybe. Okay. 13 or 14. Something like that. Okay, cool. I'm assuming it's straight porn. Yes. <laughs> okay, awesome. And uh, it's time for the big question. I mean, you sort of were talking about it a couple of questions ago, so might as well ask you this question. I'm sure all of your fans are dying to know. How much is Caden Alexander packing? Eight and a half inches. Okay. Uncut. Yeah, uncut. Okay. Now, something that's evident, I believe, in... I would say the majority of your scenes are your pop shots. I mean, you're usually a shooter. It's always pretty impressive. Do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent and large pop shot? Or do those just come naturally to you? Naturally. <laughs> naturally, yeah. There's, You've always been a gusher. Yeah, and it's way worse if I'm drunk, actually. There was this, <laughs> there was this chick one time. She was a... Uh, she was giving me head. Like, okay, and when I'm drunk, I last for forever. I do not get whiskey dick. I just get long dick. And it, I just last for forever. And I was having this girl. We had had sex for like two hours. And, um, like, I was near coming. And so she was giving me head. And then um, this chick was always a champion at taking my dick. I loved getting head from her. Anyway, and she always swallowed. Anyway, and so I was coming, and I just kept coming. And then, like, she just had a... I, she got off my dick and swallowed, but I was still coming. Good grief. Kid Alexander was was a hose that night. <laughs> yeah. But and I, I don't know, coming is an awesome feeling. I like doing it, so I'm glad I... The more you come, I think the better you feel. There you go. Someone should put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about the thousandth episode, because you you alluded to that a couple of questions ago as well. What was that like for you? Because it was a big-ass orgy, and uh, it was the thousandth episode of BrokeStraightBoys.com, so I'm sure you know they, they had to pick what they felt were the right guys to do it. What did it feel like to get that honor to be in the thousandth episode it was amazing it was fun that was a scene with a lot of anticipation a lot of build up a lot of planning we all had a lot of fun doing that scene we all like legitimately looked forward to doing it because it was the fact that we were about to it was about to be a thousand scenes it was the only group orgy like that that has ever been on the site and we were going to be part of it so we made sure we kicked fucking ass on that scene and I believe that we did. I believe we had a we had a pretty good scene. Awesome, man. Yeah, it sounds like uh, sounds like quite the honor, you know, because they had to pick the right amount of guys and the ones that the fans wanted to see, and you were one of them. So you certainly made history on the site. Yes, I was. I was glad I was there for that scene, or that they picked me to be there for that scene. Um, to that to this day, I'll probably say that's been one of the best scenes or the most fun scenes that I've done. Awesome, that's good to hear. So, going back into like the Rolodex of all the scenes that you've done and all of your experiences on set, what has been one of the funniest things that has ever happened to you on a porn set? 
Oh man. Oh man. Ah. There's been so many. I can't like really even think of anything right now. Anything that's like super funny. Um. Well, there's been a few times. On camera, you you you'll see me smiling, but like I know I'm just about to bust a huge load, and I feel bad for this guy, and you can see it on my face because I know I'm about to shoot all over him, and I just do my best to do it on his on his chest, and then I always <laughs> hit him in the mouth, and then like I just keep. <laughs> there's been a few times I've just like kept going and kept hitting in his mouth, and boom, 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 and like I feel so bad, but for some reason it's <laughs> it's really funny. Um. Just because, like, oh, I'm so sorry, but like, I literally just cannot control it, you know. And I know, mm-hmm. and I know the fans love it, and so I'm like, well, bud, take one for the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was one time I did a scene, and one of the guys actually hit the camera when he was coming. Oh wow! And hit the director. Okay. And <laughs> so that was that was pretty funny because the director was like. What? But he was like, he was cool with it, just because he had actually, he was like, man, you know, I saw it coming, but there was no way I could change, like, the, my position, you're about to come, and so I just kind of had to take it. And he's, our director right now is amazing, one of the, a stand-up guy, a great director, he's had a lot of, has a lot of experience under his belt, doing gay and straight porn, I mean, an awesome guy, like, and he makes you feel super comfortable shooting with him. Cool. But, uh, I can't really think of anything else right now. Yeah, well, those um, were good examples. Huh? Those were good examples. But coming stories are always going to be super funny and probably the most memorable. Um, just because, like, it's going to be once in a lifetime. Well, not once in a while, a lifetime, but it's just, you know, it can only happen once. And then, like, the stories and the fuck-up stories are the funniest. Um, ah, I really can't think of anything else. I wish I could, just because there's been a lot of funny shit that's happened. Mm-hmm. But I, I have to say that that's, you know, the top of the line with those stories. Especially when the guy hit, the, hit our director with his gum. That was pretty fucking hilarious. Okay, so moving on from the funny to the embarrassing has anything embarrassing ever happened to you while on set shit dick oh okay so that that means they left a surprise on you or you left a surprise on someone else they left a surprise on me a few times oh my you're going in too deep man huh no I was saying you're going in too deep man yeah well, they just didn't clean themselves, right? Well, yeah, that's probably more likely what it is. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, that was probably the worst. That's that's bad. That's real bad. And then embarrassing things. There was one time um, I went straight ass to mouth on a guy. Like, I was fucking him, and then it was in a threesome, and then I, like didn't even think anything of it and went straight to his mouth and at the end of the scene we realized we were like oh dude I'm so sorry but yeah I felt really bad that I did that oh wow he didn't stop no 
like I just was fucking him in his ass and the guy was he was giving head to this other guy and then we switched and um well, <laughs> yeah that's what I, well I, I put like more lube on cause it was like flavored lube but other than that man I felt oh I felt so bad so bad oh, yeah strawberry fudge <laughs> no I think it was pina colada I don't think that makes it any better <laughs> yeah, uh, I apologize so hard for that. So hard. But he was like, man, it's whatever. Because, you know, it was done with, the scene was done with, everything was over with. And usually when you step out of a scene, you're just like, okay, fuck it, that's over with. We're not going to talk about it. It's done. So now I want to talk about some of the serious aspects, serious side of the industry and I want to first start off by asking does your family know about your career in the gay adult industry and if so how do they feel no they don't know they do not know uh, my biological sister knows that I've done it but she definitely understands a means to an end um, basically <laughs> it's weird I strip um, but my mom was a stripper, my sister was a stripper, my cousin was a stripper. So, I mean, they all understand means to an end. Definitely. Okay. So, Kate and Alexander has some moves. Yeah. I got, I got some pretty good moves. I, dancing is my passion. Like, I absolutely love dancing. And do you know what Zumba is? Yes. Yeah, I... I teach Zumba. I'm a Zumba instructor. Oh, okay. So you've got to have some rhythm. Yeah. Cool. Do you strip for women, men, both? Both. Okay. Cool. The studio that you work with is 100% beer bag, correct? No. Okay. It is not. Um, we absolutely have the option of putting on a condom anytime. There are some specific condom scenes that we do. Um... But we are also one one of the leading sites that test. Like, I mean, we keep seven days of testing. I mean, we test a lot, which I'm super happy about and super comfortable. But, um, like, we are one of the leaders in the industry of how clean we keep people and um, how often we test. Okay, so I want to focus on that and uh, I'm gonna first start off by asking what's your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry obviously people are gonna like it more so that's what we do more um, even watching straight porn you're not gonna want to watch a guy with a condom suck this girl you're gonna watch him you know bareback you want that's what you want to see that's what people want to see and that's what sells so that's what we do mostly if we I mean if we're comfortable with it and that's what we're going to do. Okay. What led to your decision to do bareback? And uh, was there any hesitation on your part? Um, well, I knew that's what people would want to see. Um, and I kind of got more or less played into doing bareback at first. Um, so, like, that's that's what happened, honestly. I didn't really know I had a choice to put on a condom. Uh, now I do know, 
like things have things have cleared up a lot. You know, there was there was a big meeting, and we found out like what all we could do, and then this was also with the change of directors when everything came into clear sight. So, um, and now now I do it more just because I'm I'm comfortable with it. I've always done it. It's easier to stay hard. It's easier to do a scene with. So that's usually what I'll do. How often do you get tested? How often do they require their performers to get tested? Basically every two weeks. Okay. Cool. Much like the straight side. Although some performers on the straight side are actually starting to do it every seven to ten days. But uh, but two weeks seems to be the standard. Two weeks is the standard. And then like when we're actively doing scenes, then it's every I, I would say six to eight days okay and that's that's with like a leash on us pretty much they know what we're doing but in case like you know something happens or we go out or something like that then we get tested again I mean we do not take any chances on people being dirty okay do you ever feel worried about catching a STI or worse on set, regardless of the testing? Obviously. Obviously. Definitely. Because, you know, that, I mean, it's... Testing is going to work 99.8% of the time. But, like, what if that 0.2%, you know, happens to be dirty? It's always a threat, always scary. Yeah, I would assume so. Because, I mean, like, that's not just, you know, that's not just putting you out of work. That's messing with your entire, like, I mean, like, it's messing with yourself. It's messing with your entire sex life, you know, with a future wife or a future husband for some people. It's just, I mean, it's scary. It's definitely scary. Speaking of that 2%, have you ever caught a sexually transmitted disease or infection on set? No. Never in my personal life either. Even with girls, like, I'm, I'm a stickler with the girls, too. I'm like, all right, so are you clean? And I need to see that you're clean. I'm, I'm a dick. But you know what? Like, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to know. That's the best way to do it, man. Yeah. In your opinion... Is there any competition among performers in the gay adult industry? Like, in particular, because you've only done work for BrokeStraightBoys.com. Like, do you feel that there's competition amongst the the performers on the site? There definitely is. It's it's a healthy competition, though. It's not like, ooh, I'm going to be so much better than you. I mean, there, there are some people that are like that, but those people don't last long, and they fool themselves and stock up and they get weeded out. But the people who are like veterans, you know, yeah, there's, there's a healthy competition. I mean, we're men. That's what we're going to do. Absolutely, man. As a performer of color in the gay adult industry, have you ever felt any racism or discrimination directed at you? Absolutely. And completely a lot, a lot of it. Definitely. I mean, just straight up people saying, I'm not going to watch this because of obvious reasons. And it's com- it's about my skin color. I've gotten a lot of criticism about it. 
that's also why I'm the only colored actor, you know, or adult film, whatever, however you want to put it, on Broke Straight Boys. So that's why you're the only black man on there. Yeah. Um, just because a lot of people aren't huge fans of it. And, like, I mean, it's sad, but it's true, you know? I mean, my personality and everything and the way I perform have, like, done volumes to get over the fact that I'm a person of color or man of color. Um, so I'm glad people have come to accept that. But one thing when people, when, when people ask that, they're like, do you take offense to that? Are you offended by that? And I will tell them every time, no, I'm not. Um, people like what they like. People choose what they choose. And one thing that I've always thought about, you know, is that maybe these people, they probably didn't choose to be racist, you know? This is how they grew up. This is what they know. This is what they've been taught. This is what they've thought their whole life. And me trying to be one person to influence a whole life, a whole lifetime of thinking is not something that I can do. You know, I'm not God. I can't change their mindset. That's what they know. That's what they think is right. So, I mean, to each his own. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to be mad. People are people, and they make their choices, and they want what they want. So, I mean, that's completely how I view it. Mm -hmm. Well, it's a very mature way of handling it. Yeah, I mean, well, like, you can't just, you can't be offended by someone's choices in life, you know? If you're going to let one person or a few people who think something bad about you because of your skin color, like, affect your whole life and affect how you perform and affect your view on people, you can't do that. It's not healthy for you. You can just love them, be happy for them, and agree to disagree. And, you know, still, still like them for the person that they are inside. Just because they have one negative quality doesn't make them a horrible person. So, a follow-up question to that question is, have you ever gotten any flack from uh, your fans because you... I don't believe you've ever done a scene with another man of color. So, do you ever get any flack for that because you're always paired up with the white boys? Um... Not really. You know, I honestly can't think of any time where any fan has said that to me. Um, yeah, like, you know, I think people like that when it's, like, when it's mixed, you know? And no one has ever said anything about that or mentioned it to me. Okay. About why I don't do things with other people of color. Okay. That could also be because maybe the a greater majority of the Broke Straight Boys audience might be white. Yes, that's definitely true. And I've I've met a few people. Um, I met, met a few of the members and the fans. Um, well, I specifically say members just because I mean, BSB is a it's a paid site. You know what I'm saying? So I always love meeting our members because literally. They make my paycheck. And uh, the members that I've met, you know, don't even see anything of it, like, at all. But then again, there are the members that do. So, 
it's just, like I said, it's everyone's cup of tea. It's everyone's cup of coffee. Some people like hot chocolate. Some people like the vanilla latte. It's it's just whatever. Is there a misconception or myth about porn performers that you would like to dispel? Uh, yes, <laughs> absolutely. We do not want to have sex all the time. We are not going to have sex with everybody. Don't send me a picture of your dick because I don't want to see it. I don't do lines of coke all day. And uh, I don't drink all day. And I don't go around fucking everyone that has to fuck. <laughs> Basically. Because, I mean, people, you, you have to understand that we're people too. You know what I'm saying? We have our own personal lives, our own personal relationships. People that we hold dear to us and close to us and we don't like want to hear all that or see, or see all that. I'd much rather, I will strike up a conversation with you any day, you know, about everything. If you have questions about sex or questions about what I do, I'll answer that. Um, <clears throat> but more often than not, it's literally people like, you like this dick, you want to come suck it and fuck it? Or I would love to be balls deep in you. You know, that's going to turn anyone off. And it's rather frustrating. So listeners, cool it with Caden Alexander. <laughs> I, and I, I don't mean that in like in, in a bad way. Because like, I, I mean, my figurehead is a, is a sex figurehead. But you have to understand that I am a... I am a relatable guy. I'm I'm a personable guy. I would much rather talk to you about, you know, something going on in your life than you asking to be ball deep in me. I will not even respond to you. So I want to get out of this serious set of questions and I want to focus once again on you as have as if it hasn't been all about you during this interview regardless. So my question for you is, how often do you work out, and do you consistently have to watch what you eat, especially when you're about to do some uh, scene work? And in particular because, I mean, I, th I think your body has had a bit of a trans transformation since you first joined the site. It seems that you keep on getting a little bit more cut and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, let's talk about you and your workout regimen. Um, I work out daily. Definitely daily. Um, for for a while, I don't think I worked out for a month, and then you could you could tell on the side, and I was just like, "Oh man, I'm fat. I cannot do this." Um, and then I just I got back into my groove, what I used to. Um, when it comes to watching what I eat, there's there's so many different styles of working out. And like staying healthy, staying fit. And uh, right now, I'm um, gaining weight. So what I do when I gain weight is basically I just cut my cardio because um, I do a lot of cardio. So when I want to gain weight, I cut my cardio out of uh, my workout regimen. Still work out a lot, you know, but I eat a lot more. But at the same time, like on the flip side, I eat healthier, I eat more lean, and I work out way more. If I want to get cut, then um, I'll eat what I want in a healthy sort of way. 
you know, I'm not too particular on what I won't eat. I'm not going to go to McDonald's every day, for sure. I'm not going to eat donuts every day. But I stay with health, healthier meals. I'm just not completely... I don't go for the most lean, the most carbs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I'll just do a lot more cardio. There... There, because I can, and I don't know how too familiar with it, but there's, you know, there's bulking season and there's cutting season. Um, it's getting near the end of cutting season and kind of transferring over to bulking season. Because bulking season is in the winter. You know, how often are you going to have your shirt off? So, this is right now, I'm starting my bulking, so I'll get bigger. And I'm actually going for a target weight right now of about 190 to 195. Eventually, I want to be 210. And then I want to stay at 210. But right now, my target goal weight is about 193. And so that's what I'm working towards. But while still maintaining being cut. And, it, and it's a tough, it's a, it's a tough line. Um, because you're eating a lot, you're working out a lot, you're getting bigger. But at the same time, you still have to maintain a level of cut. And that's, it, it's, it's a fine line, but once you realize you can do it and you find out how you can do it because it's going to be different for everyone else then you just stay there but a short version (laughs) of that of your question or the answer to your question is that yes I work out daily and I work out a lot and it's very rare that I miss a day at the gym okay and I think that's evident in your scenes so uh, the age old question to shave or not to shave. And yes, I'm talking about down there. I don't really like to. Um, I like to keep it trim. I don't like it super long. Um, I don't like it super long at all because then it's like, it gets scratchy and it's too much. I just like to keep it trim. And the thing else is that girls don't like pubic hair on guys. So, I mean, I'll keep it trimmed, but I definitely don't want it to be a crazy mess. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Um, my abs. That's just because, like, I have them. And then girls love abs. So that's what I think is the sexiest. And so, like, um, and so I love working on them and I love having them. On the flip side... In your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? My legs. My legs and my calves. I work on them a lot, but I just wish they were bigger. Sometimes I feel like I just have chicken legs. And I think it's because I'm tall, you know, I'm six foot, so it's hard to get big, big legs. But um, I try. I really do try. It's just they're they're so small and I don't like it aww shout out to Caden Alexander's chicken legs <laughs> yeah they needed it and on the flip side of all of that in your opinion what part of the female body is the sexiest and why oh man the ass I love a nice ass oh man yes I do love a nice ass I love fucking girls in a thong. To me, that is just like one of the sexiest things ever. 
Do you find it difficult to be in a romantic relationship while working in the gay adult industry? Um, yes, very much so. Okay, let's go into that a little bit, because uh, I'm kind of curious to ask, is it difficult to find a female that is fine with the work that you do? I wouldn't say that, because a lot of girls nowadays are open-minded. It's harder for them to wrap the fact that I'm actually straight and not bi, and um, and it's hard to find a girl that's, because there are a lot of girls that are okay with it, but it's a girl that'll, this is going to sound so selfish, but that'll meet my standards, you know? Um, and I don't say standards in a bad way. I say standards, like, I don't want to have, I just don't want to have sex with a girl and hang out with a girl, you know? I want a girl that could be future wife material. So she needs to be good with kids, you know, can cook, can clean. Not that I can't do all that on my own, but, like, when I look for a girl, I look for a future mother and a future wife, you know, someone I feel like I can spend the rest of my life with. And, um... And I think that's what you you should look for in any kind of partner. Because I'm not someone who just wants to fuck around, you know, and just be in a high school, little lovey-dovey shit relationship. You know, if I'm going to be in a relationship, I want it to be last. I want it to last. And I want there to be love in between us. And, um, you know, that's, that's going to be hard to find with any girl. And to have a girl be okay with what I've done and what I'm doing. It even it makes it even more difficult. So yes, it is definitely hard being in a relationship with um, with a girl while doing this. I mean, literally, I'll be at Pride. Girls will come up to me asking to suck my dick or have them or have me fuck them. But that is also one of the things that turns me off the most. Like, how are you gonna sit here and just ask me to fuck you right now? because of the position that I'm in and the fact that, you know, I may be shirtless and in just underwear. Would you talk to me if I wasn't in this sexual figurehead right now? And I just, that really turns me off, actually. Okay. Have you been in relationships while you've been doing what you're doing? And how has, uh, if you have, how has that, uh, how has that been for you? Um, I've been in one. And it just ended like maybe a week, week and a half ago. Um, it was interesting. Um, anytime we ever got an argument or fight, she always brought that up. Always. It was never ending. Um, it, it was tough because I hadn't done it for a while. You know, I had, been doing prides and she was like halfway decent with prides but anything that ever happened she was like well you did this and so I can never stop thinking about just thinking about that and to a certain level she had to be okay with it you know because we were dating and she knew about it and we were dating for six months you know and um so she had to be like decent with it. It was just tough when that's thrown into your face. And when like 
when you're talking to your girlfriend, she's like, I don't even know if you're straight or even if you like me or you're just using me as a cover-up. Like, that's tough to hear from a girlfriend, you know, that, like, you give everything to. Mm-hmm. And then I found out this girl was um, more or less crazy. Um, like, legitimately, she... She was, I mean, she was going through some stuff, and, like, the thing is, with her, I was always there for her, always with her for everything. Whenever she needed something, I was freaking Johnny on the fucking spot for her, you know? And I truly had deep feelings for this girl, because I just don't hop into relationships. I think a lot about it, and I care a lot about someone, you know? And I put forth my time, effort, money, love, you know, everything I can for a person when I'm in a relationship. And she didn't do that for me. And then she ended up talking to other guys and just doing some really shady ass shit. And it hurt a lot. And then when I confronted her about it, she was like, well, you did this. And really that's only ever been her argument, you know? So I think, like when I think about when I think about being in I mean, it still hurts that we're not together and she did what she did and then she made all these choices and she threw that in my face. But then again, I think that's literally the only thing she ever had bad to say about me was that I did gay porn. So I think it's volumes for what I did in the relationship because she, she knows or she knew that I was always, you know, there for her. I was always the good guy in the relationship. And it just sucked that I wasted so much time, energy, and love, and just, like, my mind and my body for her. And then she just used me. You know? It sucks. It sucks a lot. Well, it's certainly her loss, and I'm sure there's someone even better out there for you. Yeah. I don't plan on being in a relationship for a while now, though. Probably going to ride the single train for a little bit. Um, more just because I think it's a healthier thing to do. You don't want to just hop into another relationship after you get out of one, you know, especially one that was so, uh, parasitic. So, I'll probably be on the single train for a while. Let's go back in time once more, and I want to ask, how and when did you lose your virginity? Um, <laughs> actually, I lost it to a, to a co-worker. Not, I mean, at my real job, not not in the industry. And um, we were just kind of talking about it one day, and I mentioned wanting to lose it, you know, and she was like, okay, well, let's do it. And that's how it happened, <laughs> literally. Okay, you were at the right place in the right time. Yeah. Um, and it was cool, though, because she didn't like when I have any relationship. She was like, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll help you do this. I'll be there for you you want to do this I mean it was awkward awkward to tell I really didn't like it that much it was a bad first time experience but that's that's how it happened and I don't know it's like I don't even count that as when I lost my virginity I mean guess that's technically when I was first like inside of a woman but I didn't really even come so it was just such a bad experience. I don't want to count it. Like the the next time I had actual sex after that is when I counted 
um, me losing my virginity, just because it makes me feel better about myself, because it was a good time, and it was a great time, actually. And nice. So that's when I it. Cool. In your personal life, what's your favorite sexual position? Oh, man. Um... So I'd have to say, oh, man, that is a good question. There's like two or three. I'll give you like my top three. How about that? Is that okay? Okay, we can work with that. Okay. Um, and I guess I'll give them two in order. I love bending a girl over my bed. And then just fucking the shit out of her and grabbing her hair from behind and hitting her, like, when she's bent over. I love that. And then, um, missionary. You know, your classic missionary when you're on top. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that because I can just really, like, pound a girl like that. And then, one that I always, that I like doing and that girls love doing, it turns girls on so much, is, like, Picking them up, putting them against the wall, and then fucking them against the wall. Yeah, I love doing that shit. I'm definitely, definitely a power fucker. Like, Tom all the way. That's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get into any kinds of fetishes? One time I tied this girl up. That was that was some hot shit. I like that, especially because she wanted it. Mm -hmm. That was hot. Um, Fetish-wise, I don't know. Like, there's not really any crazy fetishes that like I've ever done. Well, I guess you being sort of dominant. I mean, that's kind of a fetish in a sense as well. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Like, that's really, like, what I do. Because I just, like, straight up pick the girl up and, like, throw on my bed and fuck her. But, like, a lot of girls really like that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so... That that's animalistic... Huh? That animalistic, you know, yeah. just gutting down. Yeah, they really like it, you know? It, it's just, like, and it's the fact that, you know, because I'm the man, you know? Like, although I'm doing all that, it, to girls, because I've had a few conversations with girls about it, or a few conversations with girls about it, and it's just, like, it shows power, but at the same time in all of it, it shows protection, you know, like, you can handle anything, and that's what girls get out of it, and that's, like, what I, when I fucking, I try to convey that, like, although I'm just being this crazy person, like when we're having sex, there's a lot of compassion and care in it at the same time. Mm -hmm. And uh, girls get that out of it. It's strange. It's weird. But at the same time, like when you're fucking someone like that, you understand it. We've been talking a lot about you having sex in gay porn. But outside of that, do you have any unfulfilled sexual fantasies are there any sexual fantasies with a woman that you would love to make a reality one day 
Yes, I've never had a threesome. Like outside outside of the industry, I've never had a threesome when I want to. Um, I also want to Eiffel Tower a girl. Well, I guess that's part of the threesome. Um, you know what that is, right? No, can you explain it? I've never heard of that term. <clears throat> oh my goodness! <laughs> An Eiffel Tower. It's probably like the greatest. I mean, I want to do it with like a good friend of mine because it's like such a bro thing to do. You like. One guy is sitting, this girl's in a doggy style position, okay? On your bed. One guy's hitting it from behind and the other guy's getting head from her at the same time. And then you just reach at the top, you guys connect hands, and then you just you just get at it. It's like, I don't know, it's such a bro thing to do. And I've never done, I did it with Tyler White, actually, in a scene. But, like, I want to do it in my personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I want to have sex in a public place. I really want to do that, like in a public bathroom or something like that. I definitely want to do that. Um, that's, that's all I can think of really right now. Because I've done, I've done a good amount of what I've wanted to do, but I've, ne- I've always wanted to have a threesome. I never had a threesome. Okay. Well, you certainly you've got to make it happen, man. Yeah, I do. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique. Something surprising. Oh man, I'm an open book. Um. and say I care a lot about people um I don't know if that's a quirky thing I don't something quirky about me I count my steps that's definitely something quirky about me I always count my steps and like when I'm walking on the sidewalk I have to have the same amount of steps in between like you know cracks um I'm OCD Okay, that's I, very Howie Mandel of you. Howie Mandel, what's that? Howie Mandel is a comedian. He's very OCD, and he actually, I he, I think he counts his steps too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I count. <clears throat> like whenever I go upstairs, I always count the stairs, however many stairs I'm stepping. Um, and if it's like if there's 13 steps, I'm gonna like step twice to make it 14. <laughs> um, I like even numbers. When I'm at the gas station, it has to end in an even number, the price. Um, yeah, that's definitely something quirky about me that not a lot of people know. Mm-hmm, I believe it. That's that's freaking interesting. Yeah. Very OCD. That's what's up. I would have <clears throat> never guessed. <clears throat> yeah, and it's just, it's just become a habit. I do it like all the time um and I always count things so strange I don't know why and I and I don't know if there's any particular reason why I just I always count it and try to make it the same every time okay that's interesting describe yourself in 10 words or less (laughs) 
Ten words or less. I'll go in caring. I'll always be there for you. I like that. That was nice. I approve. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so as we start wrapping things up, I want to allow the fans to get to know some of your favorites. So these are a set of five pop culture infused questions. The first one is, what are five of your most favorite television shows? Now this can be a list of five of your all-time faves, or it's it can be a list of like five of your current faves, just, you know, five TV shows. Okay. Dexter's Laboratory. Good Dexter. choice. Um, you got the second one, right? Like we, the actual Dexter? Okay, yeah, Dexter. Um, so those two. And then Breaking Bad. Um, Monk. And I Dream of Genie. Nice throwback. Good choices, man. Who are four of your most favorite music artists? <clears throat> Man. That's a good one. Man, it, a lot of it depends on my mood. But, I'll have to say, Eminem is one of them. Drake. Um... And that's for the hip hop side. Uh, two more, two more, two more. Man, you have The Devil Wears Prada and James Brown. James Brown. Put James Brown at the top of the list. Actually, no. Take away the Devil Wars part of Michael Jackson. Awesome. Good choices, man. What are three of your most favorite films? Uh, Django. Titanic. And I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's called August Rush. I love that movie. I've never seen it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I love that movie a lot. What are two foods you can't live without? Cinnamon rolls, definitely. Definitely cinnamon rolls. And chicken. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? Uh, I masturbate at work. Okay. <laughs> like at your desk, in the bathroom, in the car. In the bathroom. In the, have you ever seen um? Have you ever seen The Wolf on Wall Street? Mm-hmm. 
Remember when he's talking about how you jack off in the day and it kind of helps you? It really does. Okay. I've been doing it for a long time. So... Like, it calms you down and, yeah, it, I, I do it. Mm-hmm. So I guess you just go into a stall? Yeah, just jack off. Okay. <laughs> it's definitely it's a guilty pleasure of mine for sure. Why not? Yeah. To each of them. Exactly. What's next for Caden Alexander? What's going to be released soon in the fall that uh, the fans should certainly know about? Any appearances maybe in the fall that they should know about as well? Um, I'm... Well, I'm going to be in Atlanta in October for Atlanta Pride. I don't have any huge things coming up, but I do know in March I'm having my 21st in Vegas, and it's going to be huge. Awesome. Vegas is fantastic. Yeah, never been, and it's going to be nice because everything is going to be paid for. And I just, I want to make it the fucking party of my life. I don't party much. Like, I, I'm not, like, a huge party person. But I'm going to be 21 single and in Vegas with a whole bunch of models or with a whole bunch of the other guys um, on the site. And I want it to be massive. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be dancing at Cher. And then I'm trying. To, we're trying to get some other clubs lined up that we're going to be dancing at. But I just want I want it to be like off the wall, massive, and huge. Mm-hmm. As it should be. It's your 21st birthday. Yeah. So everyone's invited to come out and see us dance and buy me a shot or two or three. Yeah. You know, something like that. Awesome, man. Sounds like a lot of fun. What doors yeah. do you want porn to open for you? Because you've only been in the game for, what was it, like about a year and a half-ish? Yeah. So you're still fairly new. You're with uh, one studio. You've only been with one studio. You're an exclusive there. What doors do you want porn to open for you? Where do you see yourself going in your porn career in, like, let's say, I don't know, within the next five years or so? Um, I would get to open other doors uh, for like, well, we we already did the reality show, but um, maybe acting. You know, I would love to do that. Or okay. dancing. I don't know. Like, if I could dance professionally and just get paid to dance, I would love to do that. So, if some way porn could help me do that. Well, I would love that. Absolutely love that. Okay, that's awesome. I think uh, porn should be able to open some doors like that for you. You never know. Never know what's on yeah. the horizon. Definitely. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web? Hook us up with uh, all of your social networking, social media sites. Well, you can find me on Facebook under Caden Alexander. I have my fan page and a personal page that you can reach me at. But if you really want to get a hold of me quick and something I'll answer to really soon is uh, Twitter. It's at, at Caden Alexander 2. And um, 
I'm pretty much, I'm on Twitter a lot, and I'll answer you soon, quick, and I'll much rather have a conversation with you on there. Just because Facebook is kind of a hassle for me sometimes. I'm barely on it. Um, and Twitter is easy. It's easy to talk to people. You know, you can have short conversations, or you can direct message me. I'll talk to you there, too. But, like, I much prefer Twitter over all social networking sites. Okay, cool. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview, Caden. Your first ever radio interview. Your first ever non-BrokeStraightBoys.com uh, interview. So, I'd like to ask as the final question, is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters out there? Um, I love you guys. Never be afraid to ask questions. I'm super approachable, super presentable. Um, I'm a nice guy. I don't buy it on days ending in Y. And uh, come talk to me. Don't be scared. I'm a happy guy. I will definitely talk to you. Very cool, man. Well, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. You were a lot of fun, and we, you know, like I said, we'd been chatting about doing this for a while, and I really think that uh, you gave the listeners a chance to get to know you a whole lot more. Yeah, and I'm glad. Like, this is definitely, this is definitely a first for me, and I'm glad uh, it went so well. I believe it went pretty well. Absolutely, man. I think so as well. So uh, certainly the door is open for future interviews. We'd love to have you back on so you can share with uh, your fans and the listeners what's going on in your life. Awesome. Well, thank you. I look forward to it. Fantastic, man. So once again, Caden, I want to thank you so much for the interview. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One on One with Poppy Chulo every Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. We're also going to throw in some special editions throughout the week as well this month. So definitely stay tuned. Download this episode and many more by visiting poppychularadio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chula Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. If you have any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at contact at poppychularadio.com. Follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com forward slash poppychularadio. And like us on Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash poppychularadio. With that, Caden Alexander and I would like to wish you and yours... A wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Bye.